welcome to the Measury Line. I'm your host, Heath Meadows. We're going to continue our discussion on the topic of witchcraft. We're going to focus in today on divination and the practice of divination because I believe divination has actually infiltrated the church, and we're going to discuss that. But our scripture for today is going to start in Acts chapter 16, verse 16. This is a very famous verse. The background on this is Paul, Silas, Luke. Obviously, Luke is the one who wrote the book of Acts. And his team of missionaries are now in the city of Philippi. And Philippi was a central city, a main city in Roman uh, Empire days. It uh, is full of different cults, anywhere from the followers of Artemis to Egyptian gods, Osiris and Isis were actually worshipped in Philippi. So there was a hodgepodge of pagan activity going on there. And Paul is looking to, to plant a church. And we picked the story up where Paul is heading to what is called the place of prayer. Well, it's believed that this was outside the Western Gate by a stream where Jewish community would meet and pray. And this is where Paul meets Lydia and, and some others and plants the church there in Philippi. So we pick up again in verse 16. As we were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a slave girl who had a spirit of divination and brought her owners much gain by fortune telling. She followed Paul and us, crying out, These men are servants of the Most High God who proclaim to you the way of salvation. And this she kept doing for many days. Paul, having become greatly annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus to come out of her. And it came out that very hour. What is very interesting about this passage of Scripture is that the spirit of divination is actually in the Greek with the spirit of pythos or python. And that is referring to the Oracle of Delphi. Now, if you've never heard of that, this was a place, a temple that was built upon a volcanic mountain that's over a fissure. And the Oracle, she would basically stand over this fissure in the ground where the chemicals of the actually poisonous toxic gases would come up out of the volcano volcano and then she would send her into a trance and then she would come up with these prophecies and we're talking about you know very very popular place to go hang out if you're in the roman empire and in the paganism because emperors visited the oracle of delphi before they invaded or did war did anything major they would seek out divination. Divination was a huge business. It was something that was really leaned upon in the Roman Empire. People wanted to seek out divination from all kinds of different sources before they made major decisions in their life. And slave owners who had a slave girl who obviously possessed a demon and a gift for clairvoyance, they were rolling in the dough. And you know people would seek this girl out. And notice what she says here is really not false. It's actually based in truth. And what's, again, going back to that spirit of divination, the spirit of pythos, python meaning dragon, and referring to a dragon-type being, it was something that was very well known. So when you wouldn't say like, oh, you know, this is divination, they, you're, this person has the gift of divination, you would say this person had the gift of pythos because python dragon was associated with prophecy. I find that really, really interesting and something that we need to glean from in the church today. But notice again that she is not saying something that is not true. She's saying, hey, these are the servants of the Most High God, and they're proclaiming to you how to obtain salvation. The problem is in the historical context. So remember, 
Paul is planting churches in areas that have never heard the word Jesus. And some of us, that's kind of hard for us to imagine. And there's still places today, people that have never heard the word, the name Jesus. But uh, so Paul's planting a church. They don't, they don't know who Yahweh is. They don't know who Jesus is. They don't know who the Holy Spirit is. And to them, the Most High God and their pantheon of gods is Zeus. And salvation just was another means of, again, there were many roads to salvation. There were many saviors within the pantheon of Greek and Roman gods. So though it was on the surface, seems to be a true word, it actually could have really muddied the waters for Paul and Silas and others trying to evangelize because of the different beliefs. Because the word was so vague, it could be interpreted in multiple different ways. Now, if that doesn't sound familiar, in today's prophetic circles in the church, I don't know what does. And my concern with what we see in the prophetic movement is that a spirit of divination of Pythos has entered into the church because instead of trusting in the Lord that he's guiding our footsteps, the first time we get a prophetic word and within three or four months, it's not happening like we think it should happen. We're running out to seek a prophet or a prophetess or somebody that's gifted in prophetic ministry to give us another prophetic word. And so what we have had in the last several years is people running to and fro from conference to conference, seeking out a word from the Lord instead of trying to trust and seek the Lord out for themselves and therefore, it's putting this pressure on prophetic ministry that should never be there. See, the prophet is not given to the church to foretell the future. The prophet is a foundational ministry that is a protector of holiness and is the plumb line to making sure that sound doctrine is being followed in the church. A prophet is the whole idea of prophecy and fortune, the whole telling the future kind of thing is just a subvent of prophecy. It, it is not what the prophet, the ministry of prophet does. And the gift of prophecy is not to tell the future. It is to reveal what's in the heart, what's really going on inside a person in order to bring them to salvation. And I believe in, in 1 Corinthians 12, 13, or 1 Corinthians 12, 13, 14, if you read straight through those without chapter divisions, you'll, you'll glean that out of there as far as what prophecy is supposed to be for. Now, I am not against personal prophetic words. I've had multiple over the years. I just had an experience back in April where I was pulled out of a congregation and given a prophetic word. What separates that word from this, this idea of divination is this man told me what I thought. I have things that I have thought that I never spoke aloud, and only God can know your thoughts. The devil can't know your thoughts. He's not omniscient. So those things and the power that comes on, there's a power and a holiness on the true prophetic word of God. I have been in services. I've been in places where people are giving prophetic words and it just sounds like mumbo jumbo. But I've also been in places where the prophetic word has come from the throne room of God and you could hear a pin drop because there is a holiness that accompanies that word. There is an awe that accompanies that word. There is an authority that accompanies that word that is not not on a spirit of divination that we see rampant in the church today. 
We see that throughout our culture. You see, I'm not here to point the finger at the sinner and say you shouldn't do those things. Sinners are going to sin. We can go throughout any town in this United States of America, and we're going to find someone who's reading tarot cards, who's doing horoscopes, who's palm reading, who's for, or who's trying to tell someone's future. That's what sinners do who don't know the Word of God. It is our responsibility to evangelize those people and show them the correct way to do it and not sit here in judgment. What I am going to do is point the finger at people that are in the church that have succumbed to the pressure of those wanting to hate teachers on themselves with itching ears and then get this to a point where all we're doing is running around looking for the next prophetic word. Get in your Bible, get on your knees, get in your holy place, seek the Lord, get a relationship with him, and he'll give you direction. Now, I know what it means to have hope deferred and wonder, well, is this prophetic word real? Is it going to happen? Because it seems like it's been years. I've seen, I've had a prophetic word that I'm still waiting on. It's been 20 years. I know what that means. And it is very tempting to say, okay, God, I need a word, man. I don't, I don't know what's going on here. But I, I can tell you this. I was walking into a conference, a prophetic conference, no doubt. Didn't go to get a word. Just knew that I was supposed to be there. God told me to be there. And I was walking into this conference, this was a couple years ago, and I heard as if God was walking beside me and whispered in my ear himself, you will not receive a prophetic word concerning where you're to go from this conference. You're not here for that. And I thought, okay, so, um, I mean, okay. And then I heard just like, you know, and I'm not comparing myself to Moses, but he goes, I want my people to seek my face like my servant Moses. See, we have that ability, guys. We have the ability to go boldly through the to the throne of God. Each and every Christian, that is that is one of the beauties of the cross. That the that the 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 curtain in front of the Holy of Holies was torn in two, and Jesus, by his blood, paved the way for us to approach the throne of God and say, Abba, Father, you know, what is it that you want me to do? What is, what is, what is my purpose? What is my commission? What is my calling? He's given us that ability as we accept Christ, and, and I firmly believe in this, we need to teach more on dying to the self. Because again, we read into things because we haven't died to ourselves, and that's a whole other topic that we can get into false prophecy. Many of the prophetic words that I'm seeing today are empathetic. In other words, they're just reading the hearts of what's on the heart of that man or that woman right back to them. They're not actually pulling down a word from the Lord because I believe the Lord's hand momentarily in many places pulled back on the prophets and the prophetic word because it was it just getting crazy out there. So my concern, again, is not pointing the finger at the world. We see a lot of that. Yeah, the world's getting darker, but when's the church going to get brighter? When's the church going to stand up and say, it can get as dark as it wants. We have the greatest light in the universe inside of us. And so when we step out and we start demonstrating true prophecy, it needs to carry the holiness and the awe of the living God on that word. And if it doesn't, then you need to reject it and throw it away because it's probably not from God. It's probably from man's imagination or worse yet from a spirit of divination. That is a really real thing that obviously the Bible talks about in Acts chapter 16. So this is just one, again, one topic that 
I'm going to continue as the Lord leads me to pull out certain things in this idea and this basically umbrella of witchcraft that seems to have permeated the church in many different forms. And we'll just continue to expose that thing and make sure that we get back on track. You know, this is something I believe God is reforming the church right now. We're in a reformation period where God is is really pulling down strongholds and imaginations that have been set higher and above his word and in his glory. And those stains are beginning to be stripped away. Many, we see churches closing down. We see churches, we see denominations in turmoil right now. And I really believe that God is stripping away the things that are, one, causing us division, but two, it's just... It's just not part of his church, you know, and I just think we really need to get back to the basics, the simplicity of the gospel, get away from all these strategies that we have, these things that we think we, we've got this all figured out on how to evangelize. You know what? Paul went into areas and never heard the word of God that was full of demons and, and demonic activity. Well, this woman was not making money because her words were not accurate. If she wasn't accurate, she wouldn't be making any money for her slave owners. Plain and simple. The Bible tells you straight out she she made much gain for her owners. So Paul's walking into these places full, just just seeping over overwhelming full of spiritual darkness. And he's preaching the gospel, and he's seeing people set free and healed and delivered to the point of where people, in one incident in Ephesus, they burn all their magical books, cause a major uproar. Most scholars would concur that that, the the things that were done that day when they burnt those books probably resulted in millions of dollars in in our currency today. So... We think we got this all figured out by our cute little dinners and our cute little videos and all the things that we do, and yet we lack the power of the living God in our lives. If you are plugged into God and you give a prophetic word to a person who has not found God, it convicts the heart. They are convicted. They know that there is a God, and they give their lives to God, and that's what we are. That's what the prophetic ministry is meant for. It's not meant to make you feel good every week. It's not meant to tickle your ear in order for you to continually stay as an immature Christian. We need to get Christians from that point to where they're eating steak and not drinking milk all the time, and actually beginning to prophesy in their workplace and begin to talk to people in a way that there's no doubt that the God, the living God rests upon their life. So we need to guard ourselves from the spirit of divination. We need to make sure that we are seeking God ourselves and not throwing away prophecy, but judging prophecy according to Scripture. We have to make sure that we're not just running around trying to find somebody with a prophetic word to guide us when the way to the throne of God has been paved for each and every one of us to seek His face and to find out where our next steps need to be. Until we talk again, God bless.